Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Thanks, Tyson. Thanks, Mika. Hi, everybody. Glad you're all here. Um, This is the first time, first workshop that we're doing today. Uh, And first, I'm going to just talk a little bit about journaling. That was one of the reasons I decided to do this. Someone mentioned journaling. I don't know if many of you do do journaling. Journaling can be, um, I know for myself, I never really was a big journaler uh, when I was writing uh, by sight. But as with my computer, I do it more often. I do, the way I do it though, is set a timer. This is how I started. Set a timer for five minutes. Because if I set a timer or you set a timer for one hour, you're setting yourself up. So if you go past that five minutes, that's wonderful. You, it'll help you feel more uh, accomplished and happy about what yourself and what you're doing. Where if you set it for an hour and you cannot do it for an hour, then we already set ourselves up. So I'd like to start small with a short period of time. And when you do type, or if some of you are still writing with a pen and paper, I envy you. I miss that. And um, there are programs where you can handwrite on the screen and it and it puts it into print but it can't keep up with me I, I just couldn't do it I tried it but it didn't work maybe some others find something else but the point of this is that when you do do it on your computer don't stop just keep typing type without thinking uh, don't worry about grammar if you don't if you miss a key don't worry about it don't go back and edit and check it because then you get caught up in that editing. Nobody needs to see it. You can set it in a file with a password. So if you feel safer, um, you know, the main thing for those of us that want to make sure everything is just right, we get caught up in, oh my gosh, I just hit a wrong key or try and go back. Turn your sound off if you have the, the key recording back to you, sound recording back what key you're hitting if that's going to distract you, and just type. And don't even go back and look at it for, give yourself a week and just put it in there. And and then later, if you want, you can go back and you can begin to edit it and listen to it, read it, whichever way you do it. I uh, would sometimes start doing that, getting caught up in that well, I made a wrong thing or, or what should I say? I don't know. Sometimes I just start with, hi God, I don't know what I'm saying and I'm just writing. And, and then it's just, and some days I'll just write, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Next thing I know, I'm off doing writing something. I'm not an everyday writer. Some people, and you'll hear a lot of other writers or authors tell, suggest that you write every day. Some people get up very early in the morning, have a special place they go, and they write. I don't do that. I process a lot of stuff in my head before I write. I create. I might go back and create different scenarios. And then when I sit down and write, I just write. I come up with, I come up with ideas. I use a note-taker in my phone, I have a couple different ones and just record notes, or I will go to the 
pages in my iPad or my iPhone, and I have notes created there. And I'll start in, you know, put them in there. Or I use the actual notes app and I start out with a day and, uh, and then I just put in those notes or, t- or a subject because in the notes file, what I find is the first line is going to be your heading. So I can always find what I'm looking for. The, another suggestion, if you're not into journaling, but you want to start writing something and, but you're not sure where to start is sit down for five minutes and think of different topics. Whatever comes to your head, just put it down. And every time you have a topic, hit return or enter so that you're to a different line. Because if you go back and you listen to it and they're all on one sentence that is going to, is, will not help you organize your thoughts. What I do is I will hit, hit it twice. So there's an extra space in between so that my screen reader, whichever one I'm using, will pause. So I know there's another thought there. And that's helpful for me. I, I have different files that I have that have just a place for thoughts, you know, ideas. Because then someday I might go and look at that when I can't think of what I want to do, but I feel like I need to write. And those topics will bring something to mind. When you're in the midst of something, this goes back to just writing without thinking, without editing. I'll use an example of my father. When my father died two years ago, I have notes of what the experience was, what it was. I'm still not ready to write about it. Sometimes people can come out with the most extraordinary writing when they're in the event. I myself um, needed to step away from that for a while. And I'm almost there where if I want to write about it, I'm comfortable. But I, I have those notes. I have those feelings. Sometimes when in, during the day you think, well, I don't have nothing much going on today. So I'm having a cup of coffee and I'm going on a community meeting. But you never know. Later on in the day, you might add something else. These kinds of things will add up and begin to make sense, especially if this is new for you. As you go back and look at these ideas, look at these thoughts. But what I can tell you is that the more you write, the better you will get. When I first started writing, I thought I was going to write a memoir. Then I thought I'm writing, I started writing a 12 Steps to a Happy Marriage. I had different poems. But that's not the direction I ended up going in. But I, I kept writing and kept writing. And my first book is not necessarily my best one. Definitely not. <laughs> I'm now doing the third revision on it and the third edition on an ebook and print. And yes, many of us are guide dog users. There aren't a lot of books out there. And what I did, I what happened was I I was. I was journaling. I was journaling. I was, I was working with this new guide dog and he was my second, third uh, in there. And I, he had this personality. He was a great worker, but we just had these antics every time. So I was home training and every night I sat down and journaled and there was this uh, donor, uh, a friend of Guiding Eyes for the Blind, Marion Levy, and I would send her it every night and we'd laugh over it and email back and forth. 
And each time I sent her something new, you know, and then she told me I should put it in a book. Well, I thought, well, what am I going to do with this? How am I going to do that? Uh, when I was done, I played with it. I wrote a manuscript. And in the meantime, I'm doing a lot of listening. I'm educating myself. I do the writer magazine on Bard is a very good magazine uh, to you can actually subscribe to it where it will come into your email. There'll be a notice that it's in your wish box in your Bard account. So you can listen to that. I've been listening to it for years. I've learned so much from them. And it helped me to learn how to do a manuscript, how to put it together, how to do dialogue. And in the beginning, I, I ended up, it took me two years to send it out. And by educating myself, it helped me to learn about rejection letters. But out of 50, 56 that I sent out, I got four, five, four letters with handwritten notes on them and one little postcard. And those are the things that helped me to keep on doing what I was doing. Um, it, it was still a rejection, but there was a handwritten note and told me how I should do it, what I should do. And again, it wasn't their niche. What I found out also in publishing is that they get thousands a day. And back when they were getting them all in the mail, just think of they have sub editors and they they get all these on the on their desk. And sometimes it's just a matter of tossing a bunch of confetti up in the air, grab one out, and there it is. Out of all the ones that they've liked, well, this is the one we're going to publish. Maybe that just sounds crazy to you, but in, when you think about all the thousands that they get every day, and then how many peop, authors they chose to publish, you know, um, and then yes, then they focus in on those authors, and there, there's some great authors out there. Publishing has changed a lot now. And some of you might just want to be journaling just to tell your story. I found a way to tell my story through my books, not just about a guide dog. There's other ones too. But I learned to find a way to have fun, laugh, where I felt like I didn't know I had fun and I left, but all of a sudden I'm writing and I'm just totally enjoying myself with what I'm doing and not thinking about it's going to be the great novel, but just having fun. Took me another two years after listening and learning about Balker, which is the, um, the company that uh, distributes the ISBNs in the United States. I learned that through the Writer Magazine. I heard a lot about independent authors and rather than self-publishing an independent author, there are companies out there that will promise you the world and you have to pay them thousands of dollars and maybe you'll get five print books, some eBooks. And I'm telling you, there's much better ways of doing it than shelling out thousands of dollars if that's the way you end up going. But I had to look at the difference between vanity publishing and self-publishing slash indie publishing. Because vanity publishing is what, how all this self-publishing had started. Some people felt like, well, my book is good and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks and I'm going to do this. And so there was this market for these companies to get your money and they're, you know, um, I'm not saying they're all bad, but 
I think if you, it, it, uh, Amazon is good. Uh, Ingram Sparks is another one that now has distribution and self-publishing indie authors. There are some indie authors that have become famous. So what I want to do through this workshop is have a network, share with you how I've done it, what I have done. My illustrators have changed. When you do publish with a major publishing company, you have no say over who illustrates your book. You have no say over who's going to be your narrator. And some of you know, even professionally narrated books, some of those narrators can ruin a book, ruin a story. And I learned that by talking to an author one time I, I uh, emailed with Christina Dodd, who I loved listening to her historical novels. And she had told me she had no, no say over who was narrating because I was upset that one of the narrators, it, I loved her books and I had a hard time no matter how I sped it up or changed the sound. And that's how I learned that they have no say over who narrates their books either. The major publishers now also are putting more responsibility on the authors to do their own publicity. Um, this is, things have changed, as you know. Things have just changed. So there's many ways that you can. There's a lot of contests. I look for different contests because that makes my writing better. Um, there's Poets and Writers Magazine, which is another one that you can get free a whole database of contests and there are a lot of free ones out there um i talked to shannon shannon has a uh call that she's doing on sundays and i encourage you to do that as well i think there might be another writing going on but i i caught something some something last week i don't remember what it was but Anyway, my, my thought is that we all work together and some of you can come now. Some of you can come on, go on the weekend. Uh, I encourage you that it's, this is all, we're all working together and supporting one another. Eventually we'll find another way to support each other's writing, maybe reading each other's writing, giving each other comments. That's another thing I want to mention too. There's lots of things I want to mention. <laughs> If you have someone read your writing, if you share it with someone, share it with someone who's one of your cheerleaders, but who will be honest with you. Someone who will give you corrective criticism, but not rain on your parade. There are certain people in my life who I love dearly, but they're always playing devil's advocate. And that's not what I need in my life. So I'm selective with who I share with. And I've learned I've needed more uh, professional editors as I've gone along, and we learn a lot. Of, um, the, my cousin's husband, he's from Scotland. He is one of the top Amazon sellers in the UK. He's in the United States, but he's the Amazon has separates, which I didn't know the UK from. Uh, you know, they're they're still he's still in the United. States still on the United States website as well, but somehow the ratings are different. And I mean, he knocks out books like, like James Patterson knocks out books. It's just amazing. And he's a page turner. He has crime fiction 
Um, his new series is this character is Harry McNeil, which is based on my dad, who was not a police officer, just in honor of my dad. He ended up, he, my dad's name was Harold, named his character Harry. But I'm just in awe, awe over how he writes. But what happened recently, he had a professional editor. And she had things going on in her life. And all of a sudden, people, rather than letting him know, where I know there's some of us on the call that are um, in touch with, you know, whether it's uh, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, with authors, if I see something, I will go on their site or do a personal message and say, on such and such a page, especially because I listen to ebooks, I can pick up on things. And I will I will send them a note that there's errors, but they he had a few bad reviews and he didn't know until somebody told him. So of course he's changed editors once again, but this editor's attitude was I'm, I'm only human. But when we pay someone, um, they can be human, but we have such technology now that there our, our errors should be very, very minimal. Because even the best publishing companies sometimes show up with errors. So, you know, there's there's a lot to this. Um, and when you write, that's why I say when I go back to the beginning, writing and not thinking and going. And because it's all about editing. You edit, you edit, you edit. This first book I did six years ago. Whoa, my gosh. When I first revised it, I thought, oh, my goodness, I made these mistakes. And now I look at it and I can just make it a more solid uh, manuscript. And, and of course, they had some new commands and new things in it. But I look at the errors and I'm embarrassed. But I can't change that. But I can go forward and have a third edition now. So, um, you know, the, the one series I'm doing is on sisters. And there are experiences between with my sister and I. So I'm finding ways to share what's, what has happened and making a, even if they don't sell, you know, I don't become this famous author. I have a history for my family. I just finished a memoir with a lady who's going to be 95 this month. It's not a long memoir because once this virus hit, I knew it was essential for this to get done and published. So when we do the ebook, there'll be more elaboration on on some other family things. But it's beautiful. It came out beautiful. She has it in her hands. And what the experience was for me for two years, I went there. I recorded our conversation. I had this beautiful friend. And it taught me about putting together a memoir. The book that I listened to, actually, and it was only the first chapter, was a book that's raved about is Grant's biography or memoir, his biography, I believe it was. Anyway, his first chapter, that's how he talked, how he related, how he expressed what he was writing. It all of a sudden clicked inside me on how to begin this for Denise. I did not have the first chapter. I put chapter one. And then I had a sentence, I'll come back to this. So every time I handed her something to, to read and go through, there was always chapter one was blank. It didn't have a title. I didn't have chapter one until I came to the end. And then I went back to chapter one, and that's when I got the title. So sometimes titles, boom, they come right to you. 
Sometimes chapter one may not come to you right away. Sometimes you may have it down at chapter six and decide, well, no, that's got to be up at chapter two. So that's why editing is so important. During this virus time, I've gone through some books that I have had that are ready, but they've been sitting. And I realized they've been sitting because they needed to be re-edited and tweaked again. So you can do this and you can do whatever you want, whether you want to start at basics and just write notes, write journals, write a history for yourself, or you can, can write yourself, write a book. There's, there's so many options today to, to out there and ways to do it uh, inexpensively, or you can do it more expensively. But I did hire a publicist in the beginning, $3,000. New York City, great address in New York. They didn't do much of anything for me. I learned, I learned a lesson. So uh, I learned about how to get my book out there how to get out there with reviews. So I'm here to give back to you what's been given to me and what I've learned and to share with you, I'm not this big famous author, but I'm an author and I, I love what I do. When I go out to, to schools, I use 18 by 27 inch, uh, um, they're signs on Vistaprint, but I have them made up into illustration boards. So each board has an illustration. So I have these huge illustrations that I can share because some of you have guide dogs. No, kids want teachers and kids want you to demonstrate. Well, I can't. Uh, that's not something we can do very easily. So I have a illustration of a person of me, of the girl and the dog on the escalator. So different things like that have been extremely helpful with sharing and, and explaining how we do things. So, you know, I want to help you and you all help me by being here and allowing me to share with you. So now I think what we'll do is we'll go and see if there's any questions now, Mika. Okay. So it's Holly, who is your host. Hi, Holly. Okay. Oh, hi, Holly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And Holly, be sure to unmute yourself. Well, I'm going to ask my first question. I'll ask my question. Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. There you yeah. are, Holly. Hi, Holly. <laughs> this phone, it's this, this computer sometimes is like kicking a pig up a hill. Um, <laughs> question. Do you want to call the names and have me just lower the hands or do you want me to call the names? What would make you, you feel can, better? You call the hands too and lower the hand. You can do it all. Okay. Meek is going first. Okay, Mika, go ahead. If that's okay with you. Of course. <laughs> so um, my question for for you, Cheryl, is um, so I loved I love to write, but I have trouble getting into a writer's headspace. So like I sit down in front of the computer, I open up Microsoft Word, and I have like all of these ideas. And then instantly think, oh, that's so dumb. Or, oh, you know, I should start a journal. Journaling is great. And then I think, oh, but I don't want to have a journal where I just talk about my dumb feelings. So, <laughs> so how do you get, like, how do you get kind of past that and really get yourself into the habit of writing without getting in your own way? What I did with, uh, say, my, my first sister book, Apple Batter Up, 
I started with, there was this story about my sister and I when we were kids. And it's, oh, it's always something we all laugh about. My sister and I are like, why did we do that? And then, so I wrote a poem about it. And then eventually the poem became a story. I... <laughs> I don't, when one of the books I wrote is about, I had, I was watching someone's Pekingese and escaped under the fence. And all of a sudden I thought, oh, she escaped under the fence and she gets dog nabbed and a superhero dog is going to come and save her. And I just, I wrote it. So, but it didn't all happen all in one session. And that's where I think, Mika, we get, we get, we can, we self-sabotage ourselves. And you have you you have I'm sure some really great ideas. Just start, just start. And and I know people say that, and I've said it to me for years, and it took me forever. But I know once I sit and I start, that's the hardest part sometimes is starting. But even think about it, like you say, you have this creative idea, but just put it down and see where it takes you. Okay, thank you. Can the hand but if you need me to sometime push you, I'll just keep telling you, just just do it. I know, I know you can do it. Think of your singing. Think of even start with a song that you did, like the one with all the, the different characters in it, the different wives, right? Yes. Just start writing that, maybe. Like talk about those women, those wives, and see where it takes you. You may end up tossing that first chapter, that one first writing but see where it takes you something like that because you can express yourself in music and maybe that's a way for you to start put your mind in those characters oh that's awesome thank you you're welcome i believe in you <laughs> thanks <laughs> okay lynn Corell is next you can unmute yourself lynn hello tolly and hello cheryl again hi lynn uh, Lynn and Olympia. Well, you know, I'm writing for a PhD, so I'm learning how to write, you know, kind of more scholarly writing, but I also have written all my life. And I think, um, you know, I started a book a couple of years ago called, I call it Blind is Not a Four-Letter Word. Uh, and, um, you know, I have ideas, but my problem is that I write a lot of stream of consciousness way. And for me, how do you get out uh, the extraneous material from writing so that you know, you, you make it tighter. That's what I want to know. Thank you. That's all about editing and editing and editing is that when I write, sometimes I'm all over the place and it brings me, I have to come back to, even when I write notes, like for today, I've got lines of notes. And I said, Cheryl, one line, one word, and, and I can get going on with words. And so that's what it's about is editing and re-edits and re-edits. And sometimes it may have to just go and sit, well, they say on the shelf, but sit in your computer. Do an interview with yourself. Do an interview with the character in your book. That might help you to tighten it up as well. But it's all about editing and, and getting uh, maybe having someone else do an edit as well. Okay. Good, good. That's a good answer, by the way. Um, I, can can the can the hand raising lady ask a question? Absolutely, you can. Um, are your books a- available in recorded form anywhere? They are. They're on Audible, and I'm trying to get them with the with NLS. Yeah. Okay. And you're them. listed as Chris uh, Cheryl M E M C N E A L Fisher. Is that your writing? M C N E I L Fisher. Okay. I will look yeah. you up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Desiree, it's your turn to talk. Please unmute yourself. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, I just want to say, Holly, look on my website because there's samples of the writing, the the audiobooks on there. Oh, sure. And no I've, problem. 
And I've got some other ones being done right now. So, okay, go ahead. Who's next? Desiree, you may unmute. Hi, Desiree. Hello. So I'm kind of a bit further along. My I'm I'm aiming for my book to actually come out out on the tenth, my birthday. Um, you know, so like six days. But how do I get my book on Audible without paying an arm and a leg for a narrator? Suggestions for marketing, all those things, because it is technically self-published. Mm-hmm. Um, I did one of the things that you just said you may not want to do, which is have a writing coach. It's taken me two years, mm-hmm. and who they had editing was awful. So they would go through and they would find words that'd be like, okay, this is misspelled. They would change it to something else. But I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, did you not read the sentence here? Like, right. did you not? It was totally the wrong word for, mm-hmm. you know, just for a little misspelling. So, but they did help me get my book to a state where it can be published, which is yeah. awesome. It's not yeah. fiction, but that's okay. So mm-hmm. I guess those are my questions is, is how okay. do I tackle Audible and what about marketing and reviews and all that? Right. Well, first I want to say, I don't mean to say don't do it, but I just, because, but I'm discouraging it because they're, you know, really look into it. But yeah, I'm glad you're at where you're at. Amazon does have some uh, marketing tools that you could look into. I'm assuming your, your book is an ebook. Is it an yeah, ebook? It is, it, okay. It is. All right. Okay. So, but it's supposed then, to be uh, an ebook, and I really want it to be Audible, um, right? Just so it's accessible to people. Yes, Audible is well. First, once you have the ebook, you might be able to, you know, contact NLS or your state talking books. The last I knew, if you provided two print books. They would narrate it for, you know, on the NLS if they chose it. Audible is the way, first of all, when you do upload an Audible book, you get 25, last I knew, 25, I don't know, I'll learn when I do my new books, which I'll share some of my coupons with all of you. The, the, um, they give you 25 coupons, so that's 25 free to give out to people so that you so people can hit review review your book and that doesn't always work but sometimes it does and i and that's the way that audible helps you to market your audible book i found my narrators believe it or not on fiverr.com my first narrator did my first book I, he really dragged he did not do my book like i wanted so i found another person he's done all, all three of the Sammy books, he did one, the Nabbed book, and he's fabulous. But I can no longer afford him. I could not go back to him again because he's become so well-known. So there's, um, you know, I've gotten luck, very fortunate with people that I've met and established um, through that one website. Now there's some that I have not, I've had, you know, have not had good experience, but out of, I think, 120 gigs that I did, I think I have four that were not, not like I wanted. So, you know, I've had pretty fortunate success there, but there's websites that have freelance.com that also has people. You might also find students 
who are looking, who are doing degree programs, who need to do something. And so you can check in with the colleges, especially now people are at home. There's these different, you know, they can do a lot with, with um, iPhones or their iPads or their computers. And Audible will give you, it's called A as an Apple, C as in Charlie, X as an X-ray. That's their format. And they outline how it needs to be done, how many tracks they need, the tracks that are that are done everything needs to be done separate so it's all outlined right there on their website oh good luck desiree thank you <clears throat> jacqueline mcclure please unmute yourself hi there um, hi jacqueline so this is my first time checking in i um i'm pretty new mm-hmm. to um acb's courses and i saw this one this morning and i am just starting to write uh, basically just for my children, um, who are adults now, and I'm going to be 75. So I'm bound and determined to do this before my 75th birthday. So I'm doing a memoir and, um, I have, uh, my partner is actually going to be my editor. So I've got that all set up, but I think my question is, is what intrigued me was when you were saying that, you read something that gave you a spark for a first chapter, and I didn't hear what that was. So that's my first question. <laughs> it's a book that I would never read the full full volume because my husband has read it, but it's Grant's on Grant's. I'm, gr- I'm sorry, I don't. Uh, know, President, I, you know President Grant. Oh yes, yes, Gen- yeah, uh, him, yeah, and he oh, okay. he wrote, yeah. And he writes about, he starts talking about his mother, his family. And so that helped me to start. The lady I wrote about is her parent. her grandparents were immigrants from Germany. And, um, and some of it, there's a little bit of fiction dialogue in there because we don't know exactly what they said, but that's the joy of a memoir. A memoir is, has a theme to it in this theme that it's called time capsule and each I, I look at every chapter as a time capsule because each one is a little separate is separate and but the whole theme through this book is how they went through so many different tragedies yet there was never there was always positive positive attitudes so a memoir can have fictional dialogue in it it you can create some more fiction where if you write a biography that's where you really everything is detailed. So that's the difference between those two and how, you know, uh, look at read other people, other memoirs and see how right. they start. And you'll see they're right. they're more personal and a lot of them they're fun. A lot of mm-hmm. them. Well, that's you know, I told my partner, I said, if you read something I have written and you don't smile at least once, you need to let me know. <laughs> Right, right. So, but I have I have one more question. If you would uh, grant me ahead. that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I was a director of a sexual assault center for twenty five years, and that was um, a really significant job for me. When back in the early, or actually in the late seventies, when we the women's movement created that. Um, Oh, that environment for sexual assault survivors to be heard. And th- that was because I was attacked in my own home by a stranger um, the couple of years before I took that position. And I guess my family knows it. It's not like they don't know it. I mean, that was a very long time ago. And 
yet I don't know how to be, I guess, I'm not sure how honest to be about that incident because it was certainly a pivotal point, you know, in my life. And that's the one that won't get the the, the smile maybe, but, um, you know, it's kind of a scary area for me to go into in a way, even though being the face of a rape crisis center for 25 years, I wasn't shy about my own experience, but suddenly now that I'm looking at the possibility of writing about this, I mean, do I just mention it and gloss over it? Well, or this is, be this is, yeah, this is your story. And we, uh, we came, I'm talking about the one I just wrote with someone else, uh, that there were some things that we came upon that in, we chose not to mention, but we all were all, but we were able to go with the feelings and mm-hmm. some other incidences around it and explain it. And again, this is where you're, you're editing and you're, you're coming back and put it, making it more solid later. Uh, for right now, you might want to just jot down those feelings, those notes, and you don't have to, if you don't want to go into the detail, you can say, my personal experience brought me to this job that changed, you know, something had changed. I had an experience that changed my life and brought me to this career, or whatever, or this, whatever you do. So I see. If it's, it's a good it idea. It depends on you, how you want to put it in there. None of us can tell you how much or not, or not, but go with what what you feel like and put it in and then you might want to change it later right right okay that that sounds very doable and i appreciate that feedback thank you you're welcome thank you lee campbell you're next hi lee leah um leah hi doesn't like it sometimes um i have written my journey that I have gone through the the last 31 years dealing with autoimmune disease and disability. And it is difficult at times because I have to use voice recognition software. Well, now um, a publisher has said that I should write it into a book. Where do I go about it? I tried contacting a writing coach and didn't hear anything back. I just don't want somebody to say, go write a book, and me get frustrated or the thought of using my software and getting frustrated with it is what impedes me or stops me from writing a book or having assistance with writing it. Wait, in the beginning, um, what I've learned to do, and again, this is me and uh I have had success with certain people, certain editors, and the last time I recently found someone who was a professional editor in her last career. But the on this Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R dot com, the nice thing about it is that you can find out where they're from, which country, which area, which making sure that they speak English. And then you can hire them to do maybe your first 1,000 words. So you don't have to hire them to do everything and see. That's what I liked about it is I could see how they how they did with something, what they turned it into. And so sometimes it was 500 words, you know, it went from or a thousand words, whatever I chose to hire them to do. And then I was able, there's many that I just did not like it at all. And there was, and I'll be honest, there was a couple that said they were, 
English, fluent English, and I could tell by the way they wrote that, no, they were not. So there, that's how I have, you know, found some, in the beginning, some inexpensive help. And they start at, it's under, you know, it could be very minimal. Inexpensive, legitimate coaches. I don't know, you know, again, this, I, I network a lot and I can't give you a certain writing coach, but, um, you know, it's all, it's, and I, and I suggest that you look on these, uh, poets and writers magazine, sign up for their newsletters. You get information there, the writer magazine, you'll learn things there. Um, and, um, there's another one that I get regularly, weekly, it's authors publish magazine, which is free that comes in and that, that has given me information. I don't have the, the right, the exact answer for you, but to just keep networking and you're doing, you know, putting it out there that that's what you're looking for. I've been looking for someone to redo my website for over two years. And I just now found someone and my site is totally screen reader friendly. So it, I just had to keep putting it out there. And was that F I V E R dot com? Uh, two R's. Yours. Okay, great. Thanks. Good luck. Thank you. Hi, Al, you're unmuted. I, please unmute yourself. It's your time to shine. Hello. Thank you so much for this. This is very informative and encouraging and just so positive. I like it a lot. Thank you. Um, so <clears throat> just the other day, I was looking at, um, I just Googled it. I was um, just Googled prompts writing prompts for poetry and creative writing and then holy moly I found so many and um but the one thing that I'm looking for is I, I'm I miss journaling I miss that feeling of pen on paper I had a diary when I was a teenager and I miss that um I just miss writing period but just pen on paper and I tried writing on a computer and I do that sometimes and I haven't so much lately at all but um, I'm trying and for a while I did have a journal on my computer several years ago and that was very cathartic and very nice but I can't really retrieve that feeling and I think one of the reasons and I think one of the ways that I'd like to try is by well nowadays they have these journals that um, you can order online and they're they're, pa they're paper with pen and you they ask you questions like you know how was your day today you answer the question it's just a way to get writing and i was wondering if you know of any website where i can go to and it will have something like that just kind of like a a place where i can go and just sometimes i don't feel like writing for myself mm -hmm. but i don't mind answering questions and like you know kind of like the essay type thing or something like that it just it'll get my juices flowing there are, if you do searches, you can find things like uh, questions to ask interviewing someone for a memoir or biography, uh, writing prompts. If you get on some of the, like the Poets and Writer magazine, they have a free newsletter that comes out weekly. Every Friday, there's always a prompt. There's always a writing prompt. And it's yeah, just... I'm, I'm more looking for for like um, like a digital means to um, I don't know how to explain it. It's um, 
um, not so much prompts, but just like a place where I can keep track of my writing and oh, like so all these are questions you writing, And you're writing on the computer? Yes. So you want to answer them, them on a website or answer them in your own files? On the website. Oh, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. There might be an app. There might be an app. This is, this is Jackie. I have an answer. Yes. Go right I have ahead. An answer, if you don't mind. Okay. No. So, um, so what I found from a very good friend of mine is there is a website called Story Worth. It's kind of an odd name, but Story and then W O R T H. And what they do is pretty incredible. So you buy a membership, it's $99 for one year. And every week, you can actually set it up however you want it to be set up. But every week, they send you a prompt. It could be, um, oh my gosh, it could be, for example, are you friends with anyone from high school? Um, how did your parents give you your name? Um, it's, or you can write your own prompt and then you, you just put it, so they have a whole list of prompts. They have like hundreds of prompts and they tell you which one is coming up next and you can, you can reject it or you can actually write your own prompt and put it in the queue. So every Monday you get a new prompt and you could either answer it on your, I use my iPad. So um, you can certainly type it. I happen to dictate because I'm not very good with typing on the iPad. And then you can go in, you can save it as a draft. And this is, what, 52 prompts, right? And then you could put in pictures if you want or some types of illustrations. And they give you all those tools to do that. They have uh, they have an excellent help source. So you can write them a question. They'll get back to you very quickly. And then at the end of the year, they will publish, they will put your work in a book and send it to you. So basically that $99 is that weekly service and plus this book that you get at the end of that time. So all of your writing is contained and you can write as much or as little so, um, and you can get more books, of course, if you have people that you want to give them to. And some person I know used that as a platform to be able to write her own story. And instead of, you know, so, so she didn't do a prompt a week. She sort of did chapters. So it's very manipulative and it's very adaptive. And again, it's called Story Worth, all one word, and it might be something to just to check into. So thank you for letting me tell you about that. Thank you. I hope that helps. Thank and you. I actually heard about that, too, through some mm -hmm. podcast you know, advertisements, and I didn't really think about doing that for myself. <laughs> but thank you. That, that'll be a good start. Um, or, Great. Do you know, some research. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, good. Good luck. Sharon Mack, yes. you're up. Hello. Hello. Um, so my problem is that I I have like three or four books that I'm working on at the same time. And I, I, I do like brainstorm, like I get in my head, but I put down everything that I want to put in my book. 
Mm-hmm. And I just write it down in no particular order. I just, you know, like this is what I want in my book. And the issue is once I got it all down is the is organizing it, like um, mm-hmm. organizing it with chapters and titles. And um, it just looks like it, it's so frustrating. And I end up just putting it down because I get so frustrated because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know how to separate it into chapters, sections mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. the ideas of how do I you um are you using paper and pen or are you using a computer computer okay what i do when i'm going through them mm-hmm. i use i'll usually have an ipad and a computer going or a cell phone and ipad depending on where i'm at and what i'm using so one is reading my notes the other one's helping me to the other one i'm using and typing with my ipad i have external keyboards that i use and i and i type in i try to organize them and again, after I do that, you might you might then have to go back once again and reorganize them again. But that's what I do when I'm ready to sit down. And, and I have several books going at the same time sometimes also. And But when I'm ready to sit down with one, I that's how I do it. And it helps me to reorganize. And that's what editing's about. As, as again, keep, keep reading about writing, but also the more you write, the better you're going to get. And when you're writing, what I've learned with dialogue, this is where my first editor and I had some issues because she wanted to put the proper, the proper punctuation in the proper place and it didn't flow. Where sometimes with our punctuation, we are, this is where voiceover comes in really handy for me too, because I listen and it's got to flow like a conversation. I don't Mm -hmm. always pause after I say Holly. And then I say the, whatever I'm going to do, I just say, Holly, you know, and if I want it to be a run on sentence, I can do that. And so you get a little bit more freedom as a writer um, to do that as long, you know, making sense and it flows better, but sometimes it's going to take a lot of edits, but that's how I organize. I use two different devices and I'm listening to one and then typing it in on another device to help me organize those thoughts. I hope that helps you. Yeah, it does. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Now we, uh, we have two more and it's new vision horizons. Uh, it's your turn. Please, uh, unmute yourself. Yeah, I had to switch devices. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm a huge fan of and journaling. Um, back in high school, they, my, my English. Oh, uh oh. Okay, am I, am I still on? You're here. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so my English class would set aside, would make us write a journal ten minutes every class, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so then we turned it in at the end and I actually had a Perkins Brailler in there. I was bagging mm-hmm. away and I, I really, I had some monumentally long journals back then. Also there used to be, and I'm not sure if it's still um, good and if it still works with the modern, but um, day one used to be a journaling thing where everything mm-hmm. you record is put together in a, in a, like a, a if you're doing a memoir. So um, I don't know if that's still, oh, well, uh, if you. there's another one. Yeah. Yeah, if there's another one like that. I don't know, but, but I'm keeping, I'm writing these notes down. <laughs> hey, thanks. Thanks a lot. Uh, but listen, I, I also wanted to ask you, um, talking about audiobooks, mm. can you, will TuneCar let you publish a spoken word uh, sure. book uh, on, on their site? TuneCore? Or, you know, it's for songs. It's for songs, but yeah, uh, TuneCore and, and uh, 
So if anyone knows that, that would be cool. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I know one of the things I've started, I'm learning how to use this SoundCloud is somewhere where you can store things just for video, but I don't know about publishing or putting them up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could publish an audiobook on the SoundCloud, maybe. Well, you Um, save it. I save my audio files so it doesn't take up as much room on my devices. Yeah. Yeah, but but if you could also publish, that would be nice. Thank you. Mm, Thanks. And last but not least in the queue, we have Deanna Noriega. Uh, It's your turn to talk. Please unmute yourself. Here I are. <laughs> um, I was house cleaning with my headset on, wandering around the house. So I just got a chance to put my hand up. Um, I've been writing. I will be 72 tomorrow. And I've been writing. Happy since birthday. Child- <laughs> Thank you. Since childhood. And I went on your website and listened to the clips that you have up there. And I thought they were wonderful. Um, I especially love the detail that you go into about how guide dogs work and so forth. And I've got three different projects on my computer right now, and I'm not sure where to go with them. I have a, a memoir that I wrote of working title of 50 Years of Walking with Friends. I got my first guide dog in 1968, and I'm currently working my ninth. And... Um, I wrote it because at, uh, I think it was like the, the 80th or the 85th, um, anniversary of the opening of the Sing Eye. Um, one of the instructors said the problem is with guide dog schools is they have to raise a great deal of money because of the fact that people, uh, that it costs so much to raise and train a guide dog. And it's so much cheaper to go out and buy a cane <laughs> that, that it wasn't uh, something that, that people really understood. And I thought, well, why, you know, why do I choose to walk and go through the misery of losing dogs and the joy of training with a new one and the, and the looking back and the, and the, you know, the up and down and, and my dog is sick and all of the stuff that happens when you live with a dog as your partner. And I went back through my writing files and I pulled out poetry and a lot of little vignettes of different dogs. And I've got it all organized chronologically, but <laughs> I'm not sure what to do with it next. And the other two, I'm one is a, a series of stories about my childhood as a Native American child. Um, I didn't live on the reservation full-time. My father was in the military, but it was our home where we went back to when we couldn't go with my father, like when he went to Korea or, um, you know, to Japan and Mm -hmm. to Germany. Um, My mother was too afraid to go somewhere where she didn't speak the language. It was tough Mm -hmm. enough living off the reservation. She was born Mm -hmm. on a reservation um, for her. She didn't mind being an army wife, but she did mind, you know, the idea of going someplace foreign. And, and I don't, so, I don't want to cut you short, but sure. we have one minute, so I need you to help me wrap this up, okay? Yeah. Yeah. The, the okay. last one is a series of of fables that I call mm-hmm. Grandmother Spider Tales, and it's just mm-hmm. little stories um, okay. about animals and children and different things. What so you can do I'm, is. Um, you know, uh, you know where my site is now. Um, yes. There's a way to contact me. 
and I'll be happy to help you out in any way I can. You know, um, my, it's my opinion and, you know, it's, you could take what you want, leave the rest, you know what I mean? And, uh, I'll be happy to help you in any way I can. So maybe Thank that's you, the way Cheryl. you and I can go. Okay? <laughs> anyway, I really enjoyed the, the pieces that I read. Um, they Thanks. were lively, they were well-constructed and the Thanks. characters were real. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Okay. And I think we're at the end of the hour. Holly, you there? Miss Holly? Hello. Can I hope I get to... Hi there. Yes. What? This is Holly. I hope they assign me to work with you next Friday. I totally enjoyed this. Oh, good. Me too. And I've enjoyed it with you. And I, I, what I love about this is that I get to know each one of you even more. And um, I'm grateful to Tyson, too, for streaming this and for everyone who shared. And those of you who did not get to share, <clears throat> please. Uh, and, and if you go on my website, it's CherylMcNeilFisher.com. If you find anything that is not accessible to you, please let me know, because I think my per the person and company that's done this has done a fabulous job at getting everything uh, screen reader friendly, but uh, this is her first time doing it like this. So um, we're, uh, I take open suggestions too. So there's ways to contact me and I'll help you all in any way I can. Thanks. Thank you. Have a wonderful week. I'm going to, I'm going to meet, uh, say, put the, uh, exit everybody unless you, somebody uh, wants to stop. No, me. I'm done too. So thank okay. you. And thank you, Tyson. Thank Thanks you. a lot, everybody. Okay. See you next, uh, next time. Bye-bye.